episode 19 of the Baco Tunes podcast. Today we have Mr. Paul Rodriguez, comedian extraordinary, the godfather of Latino comedy, and just one of the all-around good guy comics on the scene today. What a what a guy, man. I'm talking to him on the phone. It was like I was talking to my own brother or my tío. That's uncle in Spanish, you know, just in case you didn't know. And uh, we're talking about his upcoming appearance here in Bakersfield with the Latin Kings of Comedy Tour Volume 2, Friday, May 12, 2006 at the Bakersfield Fox Theater. And uh, if you haven't, if you're not familiar with the Latin Kings of Comedy, you got to go out and rent Latin Kings of Comedy Volume 1. It's got Cheech Marin, it's got George Lopez when he was barely getting ready to bust out, and of course the King Paul Rodriguez. Let's kick right into it. It's a nice, lengthy conversation with Paul Rodriguez. But hey, you're going to love it from the beginning to the end. So get your munchies, get your munchos, get your hot tamales, get your six-pack and lay it next to you, and get ready. This is Paul Rodriguez right here on the Bako Tunes podcast, brought to you by, of course, Bakotopia.com. Hey, so how are you doing? Uh, doing pretty good in this cloudy day in Los Angeles. Oh, so you're in Los Angeles right now. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Getting ready to go over the, to the, over the grapevine. Down to Bakersfield. Right on. That's a <laughs> so. How does it feel to be going so strong in the business after all these years? You know, uh, a lot of times uh, making or being a flash in the pan is a uh, is a lot easier than uh, than staying there. You know, uh, I'm surprised myself. I, I figured by now I would have been retired or or at an old folks' home somewhere. You know, but. Uh, it's still fun, you know. The, the the audiences are still coming out, and now I'm I'm basically just uh, uh, introducing a whole new breed of talented uh, young young guys, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about the Latin Kings of Comedy tour. What is it all about? It's basically uh, showing or uh, pointing out uh, what I consider to be the, the next wave of of guys who are bound to to. Uh, to make it, you know, uh, become the the next George Lopez. Is when we did the first Latin one, uh, George really hadn't had that kind of exposure, mm-hmm. and uh, and that that video arguably broke him out, you know. And and then of course he got a series and and, and the things that uh, that he's done. Well, I believe that in this next go around, uh, uh, Luke Torres, Johnny Sanchez, uh, they just definitely gonna wind up with their own sitcom and stuff, you know. They're that good. Excellent. Going back to the, the first tour you did, is this the is this just the second Latin Kings of Comedy tour? Because I remember the DVD uh-huh. that came out and it had you know Cheech and you and how how successful was that? Was the uh, DVD and the date, tour? To date, a uh, million two sold, and uh, and possibly half that number uh, dubbed and and. Uh, Gilbert <laughs> and uh, most of are my family members. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. We we know what's up with that. Yeah, that's how I used to get my videos. So I guess it's a little little payback, little justice. But uh, it's been great. You know, we've uh, we've allotted a, a percentage of that that money, five uh, percent, to the National Hispanic Scholarship Fund, and uh, we think it uh, it's a good cause. It's a uh, it's it's a terrific way to give back. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, how do you feel about the the Latino comedy scene this present time? It's booming, you know. I mean, uh, you got uh, Carlos uh, Mencia uh, taking care of business on uh, on uh, Comedy Central. You got uh, 
George uh, going strong with this sitcom. Uh, me and a bunch of guys out here on the road, and there's a there's a you know for, to make these guys qualified for this, I I saw I must have saw. Maybe 30, 40, 50. Uh, there's a lot more, you know, who are, I don't think are ready, but uh, the, uh, there's about 30 or 40 that are good to go now. I wish I could have given them all an opportunity, but, uh, but you can't, so you try to make the best of what you got. Uh, it's exploding. It's going. You know, when I, when I, uh, I started some uh, 28 uh, years ago, mm-hmm. it's a pretty lonely situation. You know, a, a Latino comedian was... You're just an anomaly, but uh, now it's it's going strong. It's the mainstream, you know. Uh, look what just happened this last week with the with the uh, marches and the protests and all of that. Uh, mm-hmm. I had my own uh, a slant on that. We had a lot of comedians out there, and uh, and we had uh, you know comedians out there uh, in the middle of the whole thing. We we weren't marching because you know we're lazy, <laughs> and uh, basically we had suggestions of other people how they should march. Uh, we believe that. Uh, that fat people should march, and we believe that uh, if you're legal and Latino in this country, you should uh, march in place. Uh, if you're illegal, you should march backwards. And, uh, and uh, basically, you march long enough, you go back to where you started. And, uh, that's, that's, you know, we believe deaf people should live near the airport. We have a whole list of, of be- comedy beliefs, you know? Yes. yes. <laughs> hey, let's talk about who are your, your comedy influences? Well, for me, man, it has always been, and I, I got to meet them. Uh, uh, well, I guess the only one I didn't get to meet was Freddie Prince, who who had uh, an impact simply because he was the only Latino I could point out. But uh, but Cheech from Cheech and Chong, absolutely. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, Richie Pryor, uh, a guy named uh, Robert Klein, I always liked. Uh, um, George Carlin, uh, just guys like that, man. They they. Uh, they are just, um, I like monologists. I like guys who, uh, I don't like puppeteers. I don't like, uh, you know, mimes. I don't like guys with a guitar who sing funny songs. Uh, I, I like guys who go up there with nothing but an idea with words and, and are able to crack you up. It's an awesome power, man. We consider we're, we're, we're playing to crowds of five, six, seven thousand, uh, in Phoenix and Stockton. We're sold out, sold out. Mm-hmm. I would tell all my cousins and, and whoever's reading this right now, get your ticket. This is not a cheap place to sell. Don't come calling afterwards and going, oh, man. Basically, what you're saying is you didn't think it was, the tickets were going to sell, so you didn't show up. Well, you're, you're done for. We, we got close to 6,000 in, uh, in Phoenix. We've been doing huge numbers, man. The, the word's getting out on this show. I'm so proud of it. Excellent. Do you remember your first gig as a yep. stand-up? Can you tell me how it was? <laughs> yeah, I basically got paid Fifty bucks to perform in between. Uh, I would say uh, basically a children's party, <laughs> and uh, and I think I had maybe three jokes that weren't uh, that were suitable, you know, that weren't <laughs> vulgar, filthy, and uh, it was cool. It, it was. Uh, I went up there and I, I did a I did a routine about uh, Eula Love at the time. Uh, Eula Love with this lady that. Uh, that was shot by the Los Angeles Police Department because she uh, supposedly attacked him with a butter knife <laughs> years ago. And uh, and I said, uh, you know, you let love with much love. I, I said that uh, that I wasn't going to accuse the police department of of, of using excessive force. Uh, I said all I'm saying is that 
They shot her 19 times. They had to reload. And, uh, and I said, any cop who has to reload should be fired because he's a bad shot. Oh, God. <laughs> so, so, you know, that was a little too, a little too hip and social for, for 12-year-olds. And uh, they all looked at me the same way I looked at Jeopardy, but I was learning. <laughs> That's Dad, awesome. what's that mean? Yeah, oh, no doubt. Uh, <laughs> hey, so I remember, uh, remember you watching you on AK Pablo back in the day, you know, mm -hmm. and I, I come from McFarland, and so, you know, we're, we're all Mexican over there, so watching you on TV, it was always a really big deal McFarland, for everybody. gateway to famoso. Exactly. What was, the, what was that experience like? Because, you know, right after Freddie Prince passed, uh, you were like the one that came up, you know, you stepped up and everybody was like, well, you know, who's this Paul Rodriguez guy? Basically, you know, what, what happens is that the saying is that necessity is the mother of invention, and, and I say that poverty is the mother of necessity, you know. Uh, I've, uh, my family's from Fresno. We're migrant farm workers. My father's injured on the job. I got out of the Air Force. I, I was going to college, but I really wasn't finding what to do with my life, you know, where to go, direction. And, uh, and in college, I needed some, uh, some pretty easy electives, you know, to fill in, and, and, and it turned out to be uh, drama, uh, you know, and uh, I, I, did, I had no intention of being a, a, an actor, a comedian, it's just simply that that's all the, the, where all the pretty chicks are, you know, <laughs> they're, in a, they're in drama, they all want to be actresses, so you, you might get lucky there, so uh, I went there, and, and then I found the stage to be alluring, and it's, I, you know, it's a great thing in life, and I, try, I tell youngsters this. When you find that which you feel a light illuminate, like when you're born, you were born to do that, it's a wonderful thing because I think every one of us in, through life in high school is such a confusing thing because you're trying to find out what is it, what's my place, what is it that I'm supposed to do? Am I supposed to be a writer? Uh, am I supposed to be a welder, uh, a candlestick maker? What is it that God put me on this planet for that I have skill and talent for? Mm -hmm. And... I was lucky enough to find that thing, you know. Some some people go their whole lives and they don't find it. Some people find out sometimes too late that they are writers, that they're performers. But lucky me, and I before I knew what I was doing that, before even I knew what I was doing. I mean, there, there was no one for me to look at to try to pattern myself after. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I tell uh, all these, I tell Carlos and, and George and all these guys that I, I'm certainly. What, what isn't the best, never saw myself as that, but at least they had the benefit of saying, you know, I'm better than that dude. I, I think that I, I think that I influenced uh, the explosion of Latino comedians because perhaps I was that lousy. You know, <laughs> people saw me, every vato saw me on TV and go, oh, I got funnier stuff than that. But, but just trip on this. Had I, had I not been that untalented, you know, <laughs> I'd yeah. still be at it. You know, I mean, I, I'd be. I, I think I, I I influenced a lot of people by the fact that I didn't I couldn't turn I couldn't turn to any Latino by that time Freddie Prince had taken his own life yeah and Cheech and, and Chong had broken up and uh, I I didn't know what to do so I was so I was forced to do that and you re re pioneered the whole uh, the whole movement man the whole you know <laughs> not trying to take any credit I'll simply say this that I tried to be the best Paul Rodriguez I could. You know, and and uh, and of course, uh, there's a lot better ones since, and will be. But uh, you know, there's only one Christopher Columbus, and I'm not bragging about that. It's a fact. 
And Christopher, if you look at it, didn't exactly have a great life. He died of syphilis <laughs> in uh, the Dominican Republic. <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully that won't happen to me. But because uh, I got a great son, I don't know if you've heard about the P Rod, but uh, oh, of course, that boy is of course, man. My proud. my son is a, is a skateboarder, big fan. I I I still subscribe to Thrasher magazine, and everything like that. So and I watch ESPN. So of course, I've seen him. <laughs> you know, he said I was just watching. <laughs> Some videos uh, that they have on the web, and, and he's never bragged about it. He's never showed them to me, you know. I like, I think my son is blessed because he's not a, he's kind of shy, and he's not a braggart, and he's, he lets his feet do his talking, and, and he's got a lot of qualities that his old man certainly didn't give him. But, uh, but he is, uh, see, he's blessed too because he, he found something that he does well in life, and, uh, and, uh, my, my my father told me that uh, that uh, I remember when I told him I was going to be a comedian. He, he literally said, "Ha! Don't make me laugh." And and, and I and I asked. I told my mom, I said, "I wanted to be a comic, and I needed a few dollars to go to New York." And she said, "Act like you got money." And that's all they, the way they could help, you know. Yeah. And when my son told me he was going to be a skater, I I wasn't all that thrilled. I didn't understand what it was, and I said, "Oh man, do something with your life except that." But he was so successful that. We both agreed that when he has a son or a daughter, if this child decides to uh, uh, play uh, checkers, we're going to run out and get him the best checker board that money can buy because he just might be good at it, you know? Absolutely. So we're not going to try to choose a career. We're going to let the career choose you. I spoke with Gabriel Iglesias during yeah. his stop here, and he mentioned you as you are the one for him. I you love know. Gabriel. You know, uh, I see, uh, I see so much talent, uh, and, and look, comedians are like a, uh, I've always said that comedians are, are, are like restaurants. Some people serve uh, uh, cuisine, you know, really foo-foo, high uppity food, you know, yeah. what I could, would consider uh, intelligent stuff, your, your Stephen Wrights, your, your uh, Dennis Millers, where you have to have the IQ of a Einstein and Stephen Hawking to understand their references, and some some people, you know, uh, serve out of a roach coach. You know, they they serve the ordinary uh, blue collar plate. You know, and mm-hmm. some people a little restaurant, and some people, you know, serve Mexican food. Some people at deli. We are like we are like restaurants. We're all in, individuals and unique. And uh, I happen to think I I serve uh, Mexican American, uh, um, you know, food uh, and. Uh, and some people, and then after a while, you develop fans, you know. You, mm-hmm. you develop uh, people that like your, your style, you know. You, you develop, but you don't even know you have a style, you know. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you this. Gabriel it, it gives variety and, and makes my heart happy, you know. He does so many things. There was a young man that I helped a long time ago that I was convinced that he was the Messiah, and I was John the Baptist. And unfortunately, he... Uh, his uh, his Jones uh, his drug uh, just took it away, mm. but Gabriel is, uh, is he's no slouch himself, man. He he's a terrific dude. He, he hangs around with fatter guys than he is. <laughs> that way he'll make him look like he's in shape. Yeah, it'd be tough to find a nicer, more more talented guy than than him. Unfortunately, you know there isn't that kind of camaraderie uh, camaraderie amongst all of us. You know, uh, I don't know why uh, people don't talk to each other. I guess. I guess we were born to be so competitive, we can't be friends. But, you know, 
a caution to uh, to Carlos and George that uh, what goes up must come down. You got to give uh, an opportunity to for other Latinos to to help. My conscience is clear. I have always uh, searched for other Latinos to open for me to in whatever way I could help them. You know, and I, I'm I'm saddened to hear, and I don't know this for a fact that. Uh, that they're not reaching out and helping, but I'm sure that's just a rumor. I'm sure they are. I hope they are. Yeah, so do, so do I. Well, you're, you know, you're definitely the godfather figure, you know. Regardless if you want to accept that title or not, you know, all the comedians, you know, and the, it, maybe if they don't even want to admit it, it's Paul Rodriguez, you know. You're you're the one for this generation, and so, you know. You know, you, you get old right away because uh, my kid, uh, I remember, it's so funny, he's a man now, he's 21, and... And he was looking at this movie that I did years before he was born, you know. And he uh, he said, Dad, oh, man, you were skinny. <laughs> <laughs> I said, dude, it'll happen to you. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's, uh, it's great. I, I, uh, I'm happy where I'm at. Uh, I think that I'm not even concerned about uh, getting an Oscar. Uh, I- I'm glad I got a Paul. And a Lucas. They, they, these are young. I'm so proud of my kids. I, I couldn't begin to tell you, man. If my purpose on earth was only to have had them, uh, I think it, it was it was it was more than enough. You know, mm-hmm. they're that kind of kids. You know, the reason I love my children so much is because they've been so forgiving to me. You know, I I, I wasn't the kind of father that that a kid deserves. Like my father was always there for us. You know, he had time and me. I, I was always uh, chasing the brass ring. Uh, on the other side of the country, you know, trying to make a few bucks for the poverty of my family. And, and I can have a lot of great excuses, but the truth is I wasn't there. And, uh, and, and they still grew up, you know, really nice kids, nice people, uh, representing not only the raza, but uh, just the kindness, kindness, unbelievable. A lot of people don't know, but I'll tell you this. My kid, Paulie, took $50,000 that he won from the X Games. Mm-hmm. And he gave it to the Red Cross for Katrina, and he refused to let me or anybody know it, you know? Wow. I only knew about it when the taxes came, and, and uh, we had the same account, and I said, mm. what is this? And, uh, and they said, uh, yeah, can you believe that? And I'm going, oh, man, it just you know, make my heart tremble. You know? And I confronted him. He goes, I said, but, Paulie, you're not just starting out. You know, that, you know uh, 10% is the right thing to, to do if you want a charity, you know? He goes, yeah, but, uh, but they need it so bad, Dad, and, and uh, I, I, I'll get more. Yeah, and, uh, well. you know, that makes me go, wow, man, this is a really good human being that if he's, if he's not careful, he's going to wind up broke. <laughs> <laughs> well, well yeah. I, I thank you so much for taking the time. Okay, do you have any message to your Bakersfield fans? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's not really me you come to see. It's what I'm presenting. Uh, I'm here to tell you that Luke Torres, uh, that uh, Johnny Sanchez, and uh, and uh, Darren Cartier, uh, I'm here to tell you that uh, you better see them now because uh, just like I told everybody about George uh, two years ago when we did Latin's One, mm-hmm. uh, you might not be able to afford them the second time around. So get up and get personal. Uh, I think that... Uh, my job is to basically be the Don Francisco of Latino comedy. Absolutely. You gonna uh, start? Are you going to start singing now? Are you going to release an album? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, you know what I am doing is uh, I, I've been in Mexico City filming this movie, right? So, uh, so I took the opportunity to do my, my see if I can uh, 
perform in Spanish. Uh-huh. And uh, and I've been performing to, to large crowds. I got invited to go to um, to Acapulco, to Venezuela, to Puerto Rico, and I've been performing in Costa Rica and stuff like that. Just trying to stretch, trying to see if I can if I can do some if I can do that. So what I'm gonna do? My goal is probably after we finish doing Latin with one. I'm going to get HBO or one of these cable networks, and uh, we're going to go down to uh, Baghdad. I want to do a thing called Comedy Goes to War. I want to entice maybe a, a top black uh, comic, uh, Damon Wayans. Uh, just, just funny, four funny guys, and, and go up there and, and, uh, and, and perform in, uh, in Baghdad, you know? Because and, mm-hmm. and, uh, there's a lot of Latinos in the, in the service. I myself was shocked. I've been there three, four times in Afghanistan and Baghdad. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, whether what whatever your feelings are about this war, I don't think nobody really likes war. I mean, it's worthless. But uh, for whatever reason, they're there, and uh, and I, I like to. I've always liked to do a comedy in different venues. You know, I like to do it in difficult places. You know, like in, I did it in prison. I did it in, in different places, and uh, that's what I want to do. And you know, continue to get parts here in movies. But uh, I'm not all that ambitious. I'm I'm gonna take these last years that whatever how long the Lord allows me to live and. And smell the roses, and hopefully have grandkids, and uh, and not sweat it, uh, mm-hmm. knowing in my heart that whatever, whatever a legacy or whatever uh, you know, uh, history I've made, it's already done in cement. You know, I mean, uh, I was here, and and I hope that this uh, road that I carved out, somebody paves it and turns it into an eight-lane highway someday. <laughs> it's, it's happening, you know. I mean, yeah. I mean, I will. Hopefully, in another ten years, like I said before, about twenty-eight years ago, that uh, Latino comedians and actors and actresses will be as common on American television as uh, African Americans are now. You know, yeah, we're that big, we're that huge, and and to all those uh, that read this who have in the back of their mind, you know, I think I'm funny. I think I like to try it. I would say try it. Even if you suck, at least you know that wasn't it. Uh, nothing that's worse. The reason I did it is because my biggest nightmare is that someday I would be an old guy surrounded by my grandkids saying, you know, I could have been somebody. I could have been this. I could have been that. But I didn't try, and I ran out of time. I'd rather have tried something and failed and know, well, that's not what I was born born to do. Yeah. So just... Uh, that's it, you know, man. I mean, it sounds trite and it sounds cheap, but nobody's ever said it any better than uh, it's uh, it's what you make of yourself that really, in the long run, counts. Not the money you make, but but the friends and and the kind of person that you mature into being, which is a a good human being, someone that your kids and your father and your family can say, you know, I'm related to that dude. Yeah, I'm proud of that. Thank you so much, Paul. You're welcome, man. I appreciate it, and uh, be safe. God bless, and and we'll see you here in Bakersfield, bro. Come and get it. Right on. Take care. All right, bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Don't forget to tune in next week for another exciting episode of Bako Tunes Radio. Brought to you by Now go away or I shall taunt you a second time. Baco Tunes Radio.